1: This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit com and make your mouth happy. Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet L.A. with Anita Marks right now.
2: What's up, what's up? It is Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. I am Anita Marks with you for the next three hours and... Um, I- you like wagering? You want to be ready for uh, for this weekend? You want to be in the know? You want to be able to be sitting around? Maybe you're maybe maybe you're you're hosting? Maybe you've got some some friends? Maybe you've got a a, a, a man cave? Maybe you got a chick cave? I don't know about you. I'm done. So I, I live here in New York. So I live in a in a five story walk up. There's there's no there's no basement here. <laughs> there's no there's no basement. There's no attic. Um... I pay a gazillion dollars for 500 square feet. It's what we do here in New York. I know a lot of people think it's crazy, but it's, it's it's what we do. Um, but I am, I am dying. Like I like, like I have, I don't know about you and we've got Tyler and Rebecca who are producing the show, you know, Tyler, like, like, and I don't, I'm assuming, I don't know you live in a home with your wife. I don't, but like, I, like I have, I have dreams. I have visions. (laughs) Of, Tell us about a him, Anita. Ca- we want to hear him of a chi- of a chick cave. Oh, well, yes. well I, listen. So I, I, I've been in this business for for quite a while. I know I might I might I sound like a kid. Do I sound like a kid? I, I don't think I sound my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you. Sound, I don't think I sound my age. You sound like a so, kid. So um, <laughs> I, sound, I think I sound like a kid for sure. So um, there's not enough Botox in the world to make me look like a kid, but nonetheless, um, you know I I like I just I I I have acquired. Um, like my favorite football player, I wouldn't say of all time, like probably my favorite football player of all time. Oh, well I do. Okay. So like I loved, I love Johnny Unitas and, and not that I'm that old that I was, I was at, you know, Memorial stadium watching him play, uh, for, for the Baltimore Colts, okay. but, uh, I did live in Baltimore for four years and, uh, and, and I was blessed enough to, uh, become quite friendly with his wife and his children. Oh, nice. And as you know, I'm, as you know, I'm a huge golfer. Yes. And so Johnny Unitas had this golf club designed for him where the club was attached to the golf club. Glo- the golf club was attached to the golf glove. What? Because he, because he, he had developed such bad arthritis.
3: Oh, it was so. so the only, it's so almost it like is, wrapping tape around your hand when you're holding a baseball bat.
2: Pretty much, but this was like this was like like really cool, cool engineered yeah. golf.
3: No, that sounds awesome.
2: Glove that had the, that you were he was able to attach the golf club to, and um and his wife was so kind to give it to me.
3: Oh wow! So you have it.
2: So I have it. Amazing. Like so, I, like I have like so. Um, I, I'll never forget. Uh, Magic. So I was a huge uh, Magic fan, and I'll never forget this. And now I am dating myself, so I'll never forget this. I was in college; it was my senior year, and I was in I was in the middle of finals, and there was a big press conference, and Magic Johnson was sitting there, and next to Cookie, and announced on national television that he was HIV positive. Um, I remember crying. I was terrified. I was so scared. Somebody like Matt could get HIV. What's happening to our world? What's happening here? I was so distraught. Um, So I want to say like the next, I want to say the next year, like remember he came back and he was playing in the NBA and Mm -hmm. like there were a few players that weren't cool with it, right? right? Do you remember that?
3: Of course, yeah.
2: I want to say Charles Barkley was one. I want to say Charles Barkley was one that was really vocal, and not happy that he had come back and he was anyway. So it was his last season playing and it was his last all-star game Mm -hmm. and it it was in Orlando, Florida and the Orlando magic was just the franchise was just created. And so they, they gave the, they gave the franchise uh, the, the ability to host the all-star game and I went to it. Wow. And I'll never forget, I was standing, I, I was sitting in the stands and I was like, I don't know, I, I had really good seats. I was like maybe 15 rows up. And if you recall, you you guys might be too young. Um, but in that game, Magic was like three feet behind the three point line and Isaiah Thomas was guarding him. Imagine that, right? Like Isaiah was like, I don't know, <laughs> 10 inches smaller than the Magic and um, And Isaiah, like, put his hands up and, like, backed up and said, go ahead, I'll give you the shot. And in pure magic style, on one foot, in one hand, in one rotation, he drained the shot. But I got a picture of it when it was in midair. Mm. And Clyde, Michael, Isaiah, like, um, Scotty, like it, like that that was that was an all star game, and it was so special and so unique because it was magic's last, so anyway, long story short, I captured that on my camera, I got it blown up, and and also I'm leaving the stadium, and people were offering me five hundred and seven hundred and fifty dollars for my ticket stub.
1: Wow, and,
3: and you I kept I said, it no, you kept it.
2: I said, no. I said, no, I kept it, and I got it allographed. So I have that shot.
3: Do you have it all in like a shadow and box? That
2: ticket stub, autographed by Magic.
1: Oh
3: my! Goodness.
2: Autographed by Magic and framed. So like, I just I have like, and and one of my favorite football players of all time is Barry Sanders. Mm, yeah. And yep. so I've got a Barry Sanders jersey autograph. So I just I have wow, like, and I'm not. I'm not an autograph seek. I do uh, like, but I and what's crazy is like, I'm not an autograph seeker. Like I don't go to, I don't go to st- like, you know that. I told that story about magic, and uh, there's a, a a guy here in New York, and he owns a, a memorabilia company, Steiner Sports, and and so he said, hey, listen, g- give me the stuff, I'll get it signed for you.
3: And you trust him It's like, it. and here you are.
2: um, I, I I played in Barry Barry I played in Barry Sanders golf tournament, right? And Barry was like, you're playing in my golf tournament, bring me the jersey, I'll sign it for you. So. It's it's these it's these you know opportunities that this job has you know blessed me and presented me with that I've had an opportunity to to get these things signed and so anyway I know we're seven minutes in the show I I that promise we're going to talk about gambling tangent, I must but say my whole. <laughs> My my whole my whole point is um, I just I dream I dream of the day I have a chick cave and it's gonna be oh, yeah. it's gonna be the coolest chick cave. It'll one, be like one, a museum. One of the coolest things have you ever have you seen have you have you seen the board where it's 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 a map of the United States yes. and you have the two little helmets that you could put up like. I, like I want that. I want. That. I think that's so cool. Where like, <laughs> like you, the neon, and you the the like United neon States, illuminated, and you, got and the two helmets
3: on the brick wall with the neon hitting the brick. And
2: wall. you could, and you could just, you put the helmets in regards to like where you know where they're playing that day.
3: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a sucker for a chick. I'm a sucker for a chick cave. Eventually, it's eventually I'm I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna move out of you know New York City. Well, I live in Hoboken, but still I call it the Sixth Borough. Uh, because I can get into the city faster than anyone else can who who actually lives in New York, and um, and 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 I'll, I'll have a home in in a man cave, a chick cave, whatever you want to call Someday. it. Someday. Anyway, we want that. For um, you. So, so the, I I do, and I thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, I appreciate it. But where I was going with this is to say, if you're hosting. <laughs> watch party on Saturday and Sunday or San- or Sunday in your man cave or your chick cave. This is the show you want to listen to uh, because we are going to get you in the know with all four games. All four games. You are, you, the the plethora of knowledge that you are going to walk away with after listening to the show for three hours is going to be priceless. I promise you that. OK, you you're going to be the stud or the at of your NFL wild card weekend party, by the way. Are are you guys, by the way, are you guys watching this Golden State Warriors Boston game? It's an overtime 36, yeah. 36 seconds. Left. Oh, yeah, we got it on. And uh, man, this is a good one, right?
3: It's a great. Yeah, it's been a great game. And,
2: and the Warriors are supposed to suck. The Warriors are supposed to suck on the road. Uh, They're not sucking tonight, that's for sure. Uh, Celtics are up 121 to 113. You're saying, what are you talking about? Any of the Celtics are up. Yeah, but uh, Warriors have played a really, really good game. This has been a really entertaining game to watch. There's 36 seconds left. Uh, Raptors and T Wolves all tied up at, at 124. Um, and let's do this. This wasn't the way I was going to open up the show, but uh, since since we did, and I, I kind of I went down a, a fun rabbit hole of Anita's chick cave dreams. Um, let's do this. So right now, the Nets in the Suns, that game has already started, but you can still jump on it. I like the Nets in this game. Why? Well, not just because they're already up by six, but as we know, the Phoenix Suns have a ton of injuries. They've lost nine of their last 10. They haven't scored over 100 points in five of their last nine losses. Cam Johnson is expected back tonight, but I do expect him to be on a pitch count. No CP, no Booker, no Payne. Um, As we know, the Nets don't have KD. He's not back yet, but Kyrie is expected to play in this game. So, um, and, and the Nets, I do believe, have a deeper roster. So I do like the Nets. And so what? What? where are they at right now? So right now you can get them at, at minus, and oh boy, Suns are up right now, 14 to 12. You can get the Nets at minus three and a half. That is how I would play this. I think the Nets win this out. Also, the other NBA game on tap uh, is, of course, uh, the 76ers going up against the Portland Trailblazers. I like the over in this matchup, okay? And you could get the over at 233 and a half. Why do I like it? Uh, for a number of reasons, number one, what, what each team does well offensively, the other team does poorly defensively, right? So Portland has the worst interior defense. They are the worst rim protectors in is going to have a field day, right? I'm also going to play in over, I want to say it's at uh 14 and a half rebounds. Um, and then on the opposite side, uh, Harden, these dudes, they just, they're just, their defense is so bad, especially on the perimeter. So I think Lillard is going to have a big game. And also I like Lillard over 24 and a half points. So I like the over here. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout tonight. So if you can get on it right now, the Nets minus three, it's actually at minus three and a half. Uh, And also the 76ers Portland, I like over 233 and a half. Okay. Okay. Those are my two plays right now that you could jump on and we will stay on top of these two games throughout the show. Hopefully uh, you will be a winner along with me and that'll be great because we're all about having you. There's nothing better than entering Well, this week. It's Saturday, but entering Sunday as well, you know, in the green and now you're playing with house money. Uh, there, There really is nothing better. So hopefully this this kickstarts your weekend for you. Also, there's a huge, huge Friday night slate with some phenomenal games. By the way, it's over. Boston has defeated the Golden State Warriors one twenty-one to one eighteen in overtime. One twenty-one to one eighteen. Golden State Warriors now have to hit the road. They take on the Cavs tomorrow. And as I was saying, great slate. For Friday night, Om Youngman Suk is going to join us on the show. It's our final hour. It's towards the end, uh, but I thought it's, it'd, it'd be great to get Om on in preview Friday slate. You've got the Clippers going up against the Spurs. Like I said, the Warriors coming off this disappointing loss in overtime, going up against the Cavs, and of course the Grizzlies. What a big game! Grizzlies looking for their twelfth franchise best, twelfth straight victory and they're going up against the Lakers. We'll see if LeBron plays. Of course, news is that he's uh, he's dealing with an ankle issue, but he's been dealing with an ankle issue uh, from what's been reported for the last few days, and he's averaging 35 points a game. So we'll have young Om um, Youngman-Suk, who's going to be joining us uh, on the program towards the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. But we come back, we'll start our deep dive into Wild Card Weekend, so stay tuned for that. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA
3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by TISA. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with TISA nutrient pouches. Visit Tezaenergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN. Yeah,
4: well, I think we, we definitely improved as a franchise this season. You know, we, we took a step as a franchise and um, we you know, earned ourselves a a spot in the tournament. And, you know, I think um, I'm as frustrated as anybody that's a Chargers fan over what happened because there's no one that's investing as much as we are in what happened. And uh, the first half of that football game, I think you saw the very best of our team. Um, And then the second half, um, you know, you saw the, the places that we need to improve. But since I've been the head coach, I've been the head coach for 25 games. 25. And that is the first time they'll lead like that, all right? has has happened you know and we're the team over two years that have come back we're the ones that have made the comebacks we're the ones this season that had to fight to come back to scrap and so when i say it's different it is different because if it were the same then we wouldn't have made the postseason we wouldn't have at six and six won four consecutive games to earn the top wild card spot there is progress being made within our football team and you can see it because the team that we have right now is a much different team than we had a year ago and so what I would tell the fans is that I'm just as disappointed as they are, but I'm really excited to get this process started because just like last year when we made a lot of big improvements in our football team that gave us this chance to, to compete for a championship, I know that if we keep making that type of progress, then we'll consistently be there at the end.
2: Staley uh, addressing the media after uh, his, his, he, his job is, is, is safe. I don't get it. Tyler, you're you're there, right? You and Rebecca are there. Um, you know, you've got your finger on the pulse of of this franchise and this organization and this fan base better than most. I, I'm I'll use the word shocked. Like number one, you know, playing his starters and Mike Williams getting injured. Uh, number two, losing a lead like that. Now I understand firing Joe Lombardi, quarterback coach Shane Day. Um, you you want them to be your fall guys, okay. I just, I, I truly believe in everything that I, I'm, I, my conversations I have with those in and around the league and everything I'm reading. I think if this was a different ownership group, I think Staley would be gone. I, I, I will tell you this: I know that Sean Payton was dying for this job. I don't know how you, as an ownership group, I mean, and and there's a few things there to unpack, right? It's not so easy. Number one, you have to give up a, a first round draft pick to the saints in order to acquire Sean Payton. I get that. And also reports are he's, he's going to want like a boatload of money, like, a, but look around the league, you know, look, look at, look at, look at the coaches, look at the coaches who've made it to the postseason. Andy Reid, right? Doug Peterson, um, you know, uh, McDermott. I mean, it, this is you, you get what you pay for and Sean Payton is one of the best, if not best. And for that offensive mind, to me, if I was the owner, man, I would do everything to bring Sean Payton in and and have him get his hands on on Justin Herbert. I I just, I I don't understand.
3: Yeah, it's, how could you understand? I mean, the two guys that the Chargers ultimately decided to let go are being viewed as fall guys for Staley. I don't think that there's anybody... At least in their right mind, if they're a fan of the Chargers team or anybody just looking from the outside in at this organization that's now crumbled in the playoffs two seasons in a row, when something like that happens, the first person you're looking at is the one running the ship.
2: It's uh, it's it's just it's 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 wild to me. Um, I just I don't think it's and, and I'm not someone by the way. Full disclosure, I know I've only been on uh, ESPN. LA for a short period of time. Um, I have been on the East coast here in, in, uh, New York, Baltimore, Miami, uh, for a a good, good portion of my career. I'm not someone who goes out there and, and, you know, communicates that somebody should get fired because here's another thing, you know, and, and I don't, you know, maybe some of the the listeners out here know this, maybe they don't, but when a coach is fired, it's not just that coach who's fired. It's his entire staff that's fired. So, and, and, and that's not good for anyone. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it, it is a complete mess each and every season when, when a coach gets fired and then you've got an entire staff that's looking for work, it's, it's not good and it's sad. So I'm not someone to say that. I just, I, I just think Justin Herbert is so damn good. And I think it'd be scary to think how, even how much better he would even be if Sean Payton got his hands on him, you know? So I'm just, I'm I'm just a little surprised, Uh, but nonetheless, we are here to get you ready for Wild Card Weekend. So uh, let's look at the slate and break it down for you. Number one, Jacksonville's going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's favored by eight and a half. The over-under is at 53 here. As we know, Jacksonville coming back with that unbelievable comeback win against the Chargers, and the Kansas City Chiefs have been sitting back. You give Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you know, an extra week to prepare for somebody. Boy, they're quite good, and, and so it's understandab- understandable uh, why – the The line is eight and a half, um. So, and 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 going in like the biggest for me, the biggest thing to to consider is how much more gas does Jacksonville have in its tank, right? Like, you know, unbelievable comeback against the Chargers, going up against and and now having to travel to Kansas City, and that's a really difficult stadium to play in, okay. And and going up against a team that we know. Uh, with extra rest and time and preparation and, and health Kansas city is just going to be really, really a a difficult time, a a difficult team to beat. Um, Now, you know, obviously, you know, Kansas city is going to have to win by nine um, in, in order to cover here might, you know, folks might feel like, Hey, it's, 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 it's the playoffs. Look what happened with the Miami dolphins and the Buffalo bills, right? Anything can happen here. Uh, but I've got a small lean on Kansas City. Throughout the show, I'll tell you the variety of ways that I will be playing Kansas City. Probably my favorite play with them is uh, two 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 team six-point teaser. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later on the show. Uh, Saturday night, you've got the Giants going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles favored by 7.5. I love that hook. I love the Giants here because I love that hook. The over-under is 48. I've got some big question marks in regard to Jalen Hurts, I just do. So, the injury report came out for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jalen Hurts is not on it. Okay. And just so you know, you know, if Jalen Hurts is dealing with any kind of shoulder issue um, that's still lingering, um, and he and and he is not placed on the injury report, the the Philadelphia Eagles could get in a lot of trouble. So, with that being said, Hurts is not, I repeat, not on the injury report. I find that hard to believe. He looked like a shell of himself against the Giants in Week 18, against a Giants defense with their fourth, third, and fourth string players. Zero touchdowns, one interception, only 13 rushing yards. I just, I just, it's maybe it's, it's in my gut. I just find it hard to believe that he's going to be 100%. I just don't believe it. So um, I I love the Giants here. You know, they're playing with house money. The over-under for the Giants was six and a half this year. And here they are now competing to try to make it to the NFC Championship game. Nobody expected them to be here. Right? It's like that song. How did we get here? Nobody's supposed to beat right? You guys know that song? I know. I don't have a voice. <laughs> no, I don't. You're laughing actually. at me, Rebecca. I'm not. But you laughing know what song I'm you. talking? You know what you know what song I'm talking about? How did we? It's one of my favorite songs. It comes on in the club. Forget about it. I have to stand up and dance. <laughs> do you do you know which one I'm talking about? No, I don't. Nobody's supposed to be here. No. Dun 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 dun! For the last time. It's like current. How... No. It's no. Not current. Old song. anyway how'd the Giants get here who knows um but but again I I just I I wouldn't be shocked if we see Gardner Minshew in this game it's just it's it's a gut thing I'm not reporting anything it's just a gut thing uh Sunday you've got the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Buffalo Bills Bills favored by five and a half the over under is 48 and a half here's the thing when these two teams went up against each other on that horrible night that we saw DeMar Hamlin go down, you got the sense. I know it was a small sample size, but man, Cincinnati was in control of that game, and I had Cincinnati that game. I had Cincinnati in the points, and I felt I felt real. I felt very strong uh, that Cincinnati was going to win that game. So, uh, Grant, I, I think a big reason for this line is the fact that they lost another offensive lineman in Jonah Williams, but. Everything I'm reading and, and understanding about uh, the next man up, which Jackson Cameron, I believe his name is, not, he's not chopped liver. He's not half, as my mom would say. <laughs> he's not chopped liver, Anita. Um, he's not half bad. So, and, and this is a Buffalo Bills team. They just have not been the same without Von Miller. They just have not. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Cincinnati, and also that's, that's another Cincinnati. I'd love to use them as a two-team, 6 teaser and tease them up to plus 11.5. And last but not least, you've got Dallas going up against the 49ers, 49ers favored by four, and I'm sure a lot of people, over-under is 46. I'm sure a lot of people are saying, wow, Dallas destroyed Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tom Brady and the Bucks suck. Do you know my mom, <laughs> you're, this is funny, My mom, who's like 80-something years old, lives down in Florida, can't stand Tom Brady, of course, because she's a Dolphins fan. Tom Brady, his time with the Patriots. Do you know she texted me after the game and asked me if I thought Tom Brady threw that game? That's how bad, that's how god-awful the GOAT, as a lot of people like to call him, looked in that game. That my, my 82-year-old mother in Miami, Florida, texted me to ask me if I thought Tom Brady threw that game. <laughs> so I, I know a lot of people are all over Dallas, and there's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans all over the country. Just tread lightly, because this 49ers team, this is a different animal, okay? A much different animal. So the this is our our slate of games. These are the four games that we will witness and watch on Saturday and Sunday, and we are going to do an even deeper dive coming your way. We get back. Dave Spadaro, part of the Eagles broadcast team, is going to join us. Uh, with uh, I'm I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him about Jalen Hurts. We'll see what he has to say, uh, and we'll get uh, a deep dive into this Eagles matchup as they are coming off of a bye, the Giants coming off a very impressive win against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll talk to Dave next, uh, right here on Bet LA here on ESPN, 710 ESPN LA.
1: This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by TISA. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit tizaenergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on Seven Ten ESPN. Last week, as coaches, we were able to sit down and, and really uh, think about what what's worked well for us, what's given us problems, and and try to fix those things. But really, double down on the things that we know work well, and then and then all the others. Like so, just like you do that in on your scheme, you, you do the same thing on your culture.
2: Nick Sirianni from the Eagles. Uh, welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. All right, let's dive right into it. First and foremost, um, you know, to me, I've always said this, right? Uh, to kill a snake, you've got to cut off its head. To me, the snake of the Philadelphia Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Uh, we saw him come in, not a great performance against the Giants, backup. Third fourth string players on defense in week 18 but has had a, but has had a week to heal and and get ready for game of course dealing with that shoulder issue what can you tell us Dave what's the latest with hurts I saw I saw today he is not on the injury report which has got to be great news for you guys
0: yeah I mean come through a full week of practice I, I don't really take into account too much that week 18 performance uh, kind of a don't get hurt game plan I think you'll see it, the Jalen hurts who was an MVP candidate throughout the season. I think that's that's the quarterback you'll see on Saturday. I think that's the quarterback the Giants are expecting to see. I mean, uh, he will take opportunities to run if they are there, something he did not do in Week 18 to protect that shoulder. And while he may not be 100%, I'm not sure any player in the NFL is, uh, I don't think there will be any holding back for Jalen, with obviously the caveat of don't be dumb, be smart, get out of the way, Get down! Don't take hits that are unnecessary, and um, you know. So I think I think Jalen will be will be ready to roll, and, and the Eagles are feeling really good about him in this offense.
2: And and God God forbid, right? Uh, if if something was to happen to Jalen, you know, I'm I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan, and I'm a really big believer that you know the second string quarterback is a really important position to have in the NFL, and there's only a handful that I feel that can step in and potentially help a team win a game as opposed to, you know, so many times we see a quarterback go down and then you're like, oh, game over, right? I, I just, I don't feel that way about Gardner Minshew. Uh, in regard to Lane Johnson, uh, what, what, can you, what can you tell us there? What can you fill us in? Everything that I'm hearing is that he's going to give it a go. Um, what, what are your expectations for Lane Johnson this week?
0: You know, again, he has gone through a full week of practice. He is not on the injury list, and that is a very positive sign.
2: I think with him, it's not, hey,
0: is he going to give it a go? it's is he going to be there at the end and um i feel like the eagles have gotten a lot of optimistic news on him he's recovered really quickly but it is a tricky injury and when you're playing offensive line in that position uh, out on the edge you're going to be moved like a like you know into crazy positions and your hips are going to be stretched and and your groin's going to be you know in, in awkward movements and so the question to me with with lane is not is he going to be out there is he going to be there at the end so um it, but he is ready to go he makes a huge difference with this offense it's been documented how much of a difference lane makes when he's on the field versus when he is off the field and how this offense performs but going into saturday at 8:15, 15 he'll be the starting right tackle and the eagles offense is way better for it he's the best in the business
2: yeah, absolutely. We know that. Dave Spadaro joining us here on ESPN, uh, giving us a preview of the Eagles as they get ready to take on a hot Giants team that bi- that beat the Minnesota Vikings, of course, to advance here. And this will be the third time that these teams play each other. Of course, I think this has been the underlying theme of the postseason, how many uh, in-division teams are playing one another. Uh, you know, they, they always say it's really hard to beat a team three times in a row. How do the Eagles feel about facing this Giants team that is playing with uh, house money at this point. Let's be honest, nobody expected them to be here, Dave.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And they, they played a great game against Minnesota, impressive. Um, and statistically, Anita, you know, it is not very difficult to beat the team a third time. I think the record is something like if you're hosting the playoff game, it's like 14-6 um, in favor of the team that's won the first two games. So uh, that is kind of a myth, an urban legend, a football urban legend that – it's tough to be the team three times. That said, two very familiar teams. Um, I think the Giants have come such a long way. Kudos to Brian Dable and what they've done there. Physical football team, they've really coached to the strength and the talents of their team. The way that Daniel Jones has developed into a quarterback that New York really wants in the future, I think, is, is awesome. Uh, they, they his, his ability to get outside the pocket, you see how much that stresses the defense. And combined with... With what Saquon Barkley can do as a dual-threat running back really puts a lot of pressure on defenses. They don't turn the ball over. Their defense has been able to blitz at times, and then late in the season, kind of pull off that blitz and still be very effective as they were last week against the Vikings. So certainly the Eagles are not in any way taking the New York Giants lightly. It's a physical team. It's a well-coached team. It's a team that's certainly not going to back down from the Philadelphia Eagles, nor. Will it be the least bit intimidated? So looking for a great one on Saturday night. And um, look, it's a rivalry. that I've been around for 25 years. I love the rivalry. There's been a ton of memorable games for both teams uh, in this rivalry. And I'm looking forward to another one on Saturday. Um, Well, I think the Eagles played their best game of the year in week 14, beating the Giants 48-22. We'll see if the Eagles can get back to that level.
2: You know, one of the matchups here that I'm really paying a lot of attention to is Daniel Jones and Sa- Saquon Barkley in the rushing game, right? So the Eagles, I uncovered this this stat, 6.5 yards per rush to opposing quarterbacks and 9.2 yards per scramble to opposing quarterbacks. And we know a big part of Daniel Jones' uh, success this season has been running the football. Put up 78 rushing yards against the Minnesota Vikings last week. But at the same time, uh, the Eagles have had an opportunity to get get healthy because of the bye week and whatnot. They've got Linval. They brought in Sue. Uh, I know you and I have had this discussion. I love Jordan Davis. Uh, I think I think he's hands down uh, one of the top, if not the top, defensive player that that came out of this year's draft. With him on the field, opponents are only averaging three point four yards per carry. So who wins? Who wins this battle? And and how excited you know, are you to you know, see how this plays out?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's such a great. Coaching, strategic chess match, um, and, I, and I think that's how you win football games and lose football games in the playoffs. It's really, it really so much comes down to coaching. Um, I, the, the, the big statistics the Eagles value so much in, uh, with their defense, which was among the best in the league, certainly leading the league in sacks, points allowed, they were uh, right there at the top. Um, they value do not give up the big play, and that's a, a run of 10-plus yards, a pass of 16-plus yards and take the football away. And I think the Eagles defense really got, uh, early in the year, tons of big takeaways. I mean, they were, they were far and away tops in the league in takeaways. Their, their turnover ratio at one point was plus 15, far superior to any team in the league. That changed when C.J. Gardner-Johnson went down their safety, whom they acquired from the New Orleans Saints. He's back in the lineup. He'll play uh, in the base at safety. He'll play in the nickel as the nickel cornerback. So that gives the Eagles a bit more of a ball hawk. But certainly, look, you cannot let look, Daniel Jones is going to get his, but the Eagles did an excellent job against him the first time around. But that game was a weird one. Like the Giants were kind of resting Saquon. They were looking really more toward the Washington commanders game, which um, from a, from a standing standpoint had much more impact on their chances to make playoffs. And they kind of rested Saquon. Daniel had only four carries, 26 yards. I'm sure that the Giants will design run for him. I talked to Eagles defensive ends this week. They're like, we don't like this offense. They bootleg. They they exhaust you. The quarterback's always a threat to run. You know you're going to sprint to a bootleg and he's going to throw that screen. So um, it's, a, it's a tall task for the Eagles defense. Uh, they're very, very good up front. Uh, they're much better at linebacker than they've been in years. And I think on the back end, they match up well with the Giants. So um, they're going to give up some plays. But I feel like the Eagles think, as long as they don't give up easy points to the Giants, And if the Giants can drive, as they did against Minnesota, I think four drives of 80 yards, then you know that's for the Giants and and shame on the Eagles. But I think the Eagles feel like if they can limit the big plays down the field, they're going to be okay. Obviously, keeping an eye on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and respecting the heck out of both of their games.
2: All right, before I let you go, Dave, uh, just some key matchups here that I'm going to be looking at playing in some prop bets. Number one is Dallas Goddard. Over 47.5 receiving yards. We saw T.J. Hawkinson put up 129 against this Giants defense. They are so blitz-happy. Leaves the middle of the field very vulnerable. I like the over here. You expecting a big big day, big night from Dallas Goddard?
0: Yeah, it depends on how the Giants play. I mean, the, the reason T.J. Hawkinson had such a, a big game was that New York really focused its efforts on taking Justin Jefferson and the big play out of the Vikings' offense. And you have to give up something along the way. The Giants gave up a lot to the tight ends, So we'll see how the Giants played. If they want to take away Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, then yeah, uh, Dallas Carter's going to have a really, really big day. And in theory, look, he should have a big day. He's a talented guy. It's a good matchup for the Eagles. And I think there are going to be opportunities for him to have a lot of catches.
2: Um, Maddox, I know he's dealing with a toe. Are you expecting him to play? Out. Out. He's, out. Nope, he's out. Okay, so out here's – So here's something really interesting with him out. uh, This Eagles defense has given up eight receiving touchdowns to slot wide receivers. Richie James runs his rights routes out of the slot 80% of the time. So that's a touchdown rate of 48% since he's been out. So I'm looking at Richie James, anytime touchdown makes sense.
0: So, yeah, so, so that's the, that's where CJ Gardner Johnson comes into play. The, when he was, for a while there, it was both he and Maddox out, and Josiah Scott was in. No disrespect to Josiah, good football player, but he was a target. So now the Eagles have C.J. Gardner Johnson back. Uh, he played safety here. Previously with the Saints, he played nickel cornerback. He'll be the nickel. He's an upgrade from Josiah Scott. I think the Eagles are very well aware of slot receivers, specifically C.D. Lamb. In Dallas, what he did to the Eagles a few weeks ago, 10 catches, two touchdowns, 11 targets. I think the Eagles make it a priority to slow down Richie James and whomever is running in the slot.
2: Last one for you. Um, Giants known as slow starters in the first half, 26 in points per drive, 28th in scoring rate in the first half. The Eagles number one in the NFL in scoring rate in the first half. The two games these two teams have played each other, the, the point differential in the first half, forty to seven. I like the Eagles minus two and a half in the first quarter. What say you?
0: Yeah, I think starting fast is really a huge priority. I mean, the, the crowd is going to be, you know, partied up since noon in in South Philadelphia. The energy level in the city is crazy. Um, it would certainly behoove the Eagles. Uh, with a kind of a nervous fan base. The Eagles didn't play great football down the stretch to start well. It's always a goal. The defense has been up and down starting fast. So I think it's a really huge priority for the Eagles. And I look for them to be very aggressive early in the game.
2: Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Great insight. Really do appreciate your time, my friend. Enjoy the game.
0: Thanks, Anita. Thanks for having me.
2: Again, uh, Dave Spadaro, who's been a part of the Eagles broadcast team for 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 a while, uh, has his finger on the pulse of the Eagles better than most. Uh, when we come back, I will give you all the ways, all the things, all the ways that I'm going to be playing uh, this Giants-Eagles matchup next, right here on Bet LA, getting you ready for that Saturday night game next. Bet LA here on seven ten ESPN LA.
1: This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN, made possible tonight by Tisa Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Teasa Nutrient pouches. Visit TeezaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN. Yeah, it's probably one of the most talented groups in the league. Uh, obviously, we was close to breaking a sack record. I think they do a good job of stopping and run. they got some veteran guys. Um, That can really get after it on the edge and they got some guys inside that have played a long time too You know Cox has been one of the best for a while you know Reddick, Sweat will be back there Uh, It's a a big challenge um, to, to go against this front
2: that is Brian Dable, who I feel is most deserving of uh, NFL Coach of the Year this year. We'll see uh, where that award lands. But nonetheless, so how am I playing this Giants Eagles game? I love the Giants getting the points. I love them getting the seven and a half. Uh, I'm also going to utilize them as a, a two team six point teaser. I'm going to tease them up to 13 and a half. And I do have a slight lean on the over here at 48 and a half. Or actually, it's down to 48, it's been fluctuating. Um, I'm also going to play the Eagles in the first quarter minus two and a half. Why giants typically start slow, but of course, as we know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish in two games against the Eagles in the first half. The giants have been outscored 40 to seven. Okay. Giants are 28th in first half scoring drives and the Eagles are first in the NFL. So, I'm looking to make a little bit of coin in that first quarter with Eagles minus two and a half. And then, um, and then I'm going to ride it out with the giants plus seven and a half teaser at plus 13 and a half. And like I said, I've got a sl- slight lean on the over at 48 and a half. Why? And again, I'm not breaking any news here. I'm not, you know, that, that's not my job. I'll leave that to, you know, the dudes who make a gazillion dollars and Adam Schefter and those cats. Um, I just, I find it really hard to believe that, Jalen Hurts is 100%, even 95%, even 90%. He looked god-awful against a Giants third and fourth string defense. And, and I, I understand what Spadaro was just, just saying, like they didn't put their best foot forward. Listen, they were playing to win the division because if they would have lost to the Giants and the Cowboys would have beaten Washington, they, they would have lost the division and they would have had to play last week. So, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. So, I, I think I Hurts think is coming in hurt. My own gut. Also, Lane Johnson, as fantastic as he is, he comes in with an abdominal tear. So, and that game in week 18 22 to 16, that's it 22 to 16. So the Giants against the spread, 14-4, 7-1 away, 11-2 as a dog. Uh, they have 14 one-score games this season where they only lost four. Daniel Jones has been averaging 31 points in two of his last three games. This offense ranks in the top 10 in run and pass their last six games. The defense is number one in pressure rate. Uh, so far, the second half of the season, Dexter Lawrence is a man possessed. And here's where it really gets interesting. Both games that the Giants have faced the Eagles, they had no Dory Jackson, no Leo Williams, and no Xavier McKinney. In, in either of those two games, those three stud defensive players did not play against the Eagles. So, <laughs> I just... I would not be shocked if the Giants win straight up. I won't be. I will not, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I feel really confident that Giants are going to cover here. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants win. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see Gardner Minshew at some point in time. Because here's the thing I think these Giants players on the defensive side of the ball know that Hurts is not 100%. And I think their main goal is going to be to get after Hurts and beat them all it's football it's what you do I know it's not nice but it's what you do and that's what I expect and so I I think I I think the Giants are coming after him and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Gardner Minshew at some point prop bets I'm betting everything under for Hertz under one and a half touchdowns under 247 and a half passing yards and I do believe he throws an interception Again, zero touchdowns and interception in thirteen rushing yards against Giants backups in week eighteen. Prove me wrong, Jalen. Prove me wrong. And full disclosure, preseason, I bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So I've got a lot of money writing on this. I'm just I'm 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 just being honest with my eyes and what I've seen and what I've read and what I'm hearing. Other prop bets that I like, Dallas Goddard over 48.5, 47.5 receiving yards. Giants gave up 129 to TJ Hawkinson last week. They are the most blitz-happy team. What happens when you blitz that much and you send more than four leaves you vulnerable in the middle of the field, and that's where Goddard, uh, that's his wheelhouse. So the Giants 31st in cover rate against tight ends. They've given up over 600 yards after the catch uh, to the position. Um, uh, Miles Sanders, over 66 and a half rushing yards. Why? Again, I think the Giants' main goal is going to be get after Hurts. I think they're going to let Sanders run all over him. I think they're pinning their ears back, and they are getting after Hurts. And it's not always sacking him or tackling him. A lot of it is hitting him. Players are allotted those three steps. As long as you don't rap, and as long as you don't hit in the head in the helmet— you won't get called, and I think that's what the Giants are going to do. Um, Hassan Reddick with a sack; he's their speed rusher. Uh, oh, uh, you've got Neil uh, Evan Neal, first round draft pick, offensive line for the Giants, dealing with a knee and ankle issue. For the Giants, I like Daniel Jones over forty five and a half rushing yards. Also, um, you know he's he's rushed. With the football second behind Justin Fields, he put up 78 rushing yards against the Minnesota Vikings last week, and the Eagles are giving up almost 10 yards per scramble to opposing quarterbacks this season. Charles uh, Charles Barkley Saquon Barkley over 24 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Eagles rush defense pretty damn good, 3.4 yards per carry, uh, but they are 18th against running backs in the passing game. And also, I do like Thibodeau to get a sack. Um, again, getting after, uh, hurts. So there's that. I would say Ojolari, but Ojolari is dealing with an injury. Not sure if he's going to last all four quarters. So that's all the ways, all the things, as my mom likes to say, all the ways that I'm playing the Giants and the Eagles. Stay tuned. We kick off our number two, fat Jack professional handicapper will join us. Uh, we'll get his take on the slate of games and how he's playing them. When we get back, also we'll hear from Vic Carucci, who covers the Bills. Getting you ready for that Bills-Cincinnati game. I feel that's the best game on the slate this weekend. So still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on ESPN 710. ESPN LA.